0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all things cash flow. I'm here with my good friend who potentially has the coolest name in e-commerce, Piers Evely. Piers, welcome to the show.
1: That's very kind of you, Ben. Thanks very much for having me on here. Really glad to be speaking with you again. Um, and thanks this time for bringing store fund onto the podcast
0: no no happy to, happy to have you here um, I think it's like a such a um, you know great thing to be able to have relationships like this in e-commerce and to be able to uh, have you back on the show talk through all things financing cash flow it's going to be great because uh, as we were just saying before we started recording if there's one thing e-commerce sellers uh, struggle with and discuss and lament over especially in the last couple of years it is cash flow it's a cash flow intensive business and so we're going to talk talk through some solutions and uh, talk through uh, some different options that people have when it comes to cash flow. Um, But I suppose, you know, first question just to really open this up and, uh, you know, help people understand why this is such a big issue. Maybe for people that are at the beginning of the journey, they're just getting started with the idea of uh, an e-commerce business and want to start selling online. What are the big cash flow challenges that e-commerce sellers face? Why do they face such challenges with cash flow?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, good question to kick things off. So mm. I saw some crazy statistic the other day which mentioned that over eighty percent of failed businesses cited cash flow as the main reason wow. for them not making it. Mm. So the scale of the problem is enormous. And within e-commerce it's even bigger than in other spaces. Um so to to break it down in simple terms. If you consider a business that sells, say, phone charges over the counter via a bricks and mortar shop, they know that when they make that sale, they're going to receive the cash for what they've just sold immediately over the counter. So it's very easy to forecast. They can then reinvest that money into the business on advertisement, on purchasing new stock, etc. It's down to them on how they want to use that capital to continue growing the company. E-commerce businesses have a bit of a more difficult time when they're trading via marketplaces like Amazon or or any other online marketplace. Because whilst Amazon and other marketplaces have transformed e-commerce for the better, in our opinion, they have also introduced these lengthy disbursement terms. That means that sellers don't receive that money for what they've sold immediately and instead have to wait for payment cycles of weeks or potentially even months. So on average, sellers will wait over 40 days to receive the money for what they've sold in total because you've got weeks until the payment date and you've also got things like uh, yeah, account level reserves or unavailable balances that sit in the account that marketplaces will withhold from sellers as well. So. The scale, As I was saying, the, the scale of the problem is enormous. Um, store fund have a very simple goal, and we're trying to make immediate payments the norm for sellers that sell via these marketplaces with our solution. Yeah.
0: That's great. And and this is obviously something that's quite surprising to people when they do, especially Amazon. Shopify uh, is a lot quicker, but Amazon especially is, you know, you can make a sale now, like you say, in, in 40 days. I mean, I didn't realize it was that long to be fair, but it certainly feels like it. Um, but you know, yeah, you can make a sale. And then because of the processing time, the two week uh, disbursements, etc, etc. You know, if you start selling today, you might not receive money in your account for four to six weeks as a new seller. It's very normal. And then you need to try and reorder and there's all of those kind of challenges involved and so it's a very real issue for a number of sellers what are some of the solutions and obviously we'll get to the the kind of the unique solution that storefront is storefront is presenting but what are some of the general solutions that people can look to if they are a growing e-commerce business that's struggling to keep up with their cash flow
1: yeah there's a um there's an array of solutions out there so, store fund is by no means the only solution. Um, no, our our customers see store fund as a complementary service to other forms of cash flow solutions or financing options that are out there. So, people might look at us as a cash advancement tool but also have equity on the table. They might have lines of credit with their banks at NatWest or HSBC. They may also be using revenue-based financing options with the likes of a Wayflyer or an Uncapped, or they might be using invoice-based financing options. So there is a ton of options out there for sellers. And I think one thing that I would advise sellers doing before making any decisions is just to make sure that the research has been done upfront. Mm -hmm. Each different option will have their benefit and their drawback. Mm -hmm. And I'm not by any means standing here saying for people to not look at other forms of financing because in some cases, other forms of financing will be better solutions than store Mm -hmm. funds for that particular business. But given the current climate, like we were saying before we just kind of went live, um, you know, we're we're living in a time at the moment where we've got continued supply chain problems. Mm -hmm. We've got rising inflation, interest rate hikes. So borrowing money at the moment has become a lot more expensive and with margin compression already affecting a lot of businesses in a particularly negative way, yeah. businesses are already fragile, which is why businesses at the moment are looking for non-dilutive forms of financing like yeah. cash advancements, which yeah. don't actually change the underlying structure of your business.
0: Yeah. So just to clarify on that then, uh, because people will be maybe looking at all the different options available to them, you said specifically, uh, you know, faster payments is something that can be uh, very helpful as opposed to simply taking out a loan or you mentioned non-dilutive solutions, meaning that you don't give ownership of any of the company away. But what is it about just receiving payments faster specifically that's going to be more beneficial to someone than taking, uh, uh, you know, a traditional loan, for instance?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the the main benefit is like you're going to be able to access liquidity much quicker once Mm. the product's been sold. So instead of having to wait potentially weeks or months, as we said, you know, 42 days, like I mentioned earlier, it is the average across all marketplaces. Mm. With Amazon, it's a bit sooner, but with the unavailable balance or account level reserve plus the disbursement cycle, you're still going to have to wait. So the main benefit is that you're going to be able to receive that money immediately. You can forecast that into your, you know, in, into your accounting, and then you can make a decision on how you want to deploy that capital back into the business to, to continue growing. So, cash advancements are a particularly useful tool for businesses who are looking to grow the business. Mm-hmm. You can restock quicker, um, and and stockouts are probably the things that most people that are selling via marketplaces fear most because it affects your reputation, it affects your listing, and it probably will affect your future sales as well. Mm -hmm. So the last thing you want to do is run out of stock. So immediately you'll be able to purchase more stock. We've also seen with a lot of our customers, they've been able to actually utilise the deployment of capital to negotiate better terms with their suppliers as well, because they Mm -hmm. can pay them quicker. Um, so all, all of all of this ties back to ultimately being able to to reinvest proceeds much quicker back into the business to continue scaling at the trajectory the business can do yeah
0: and are there any specific stages of a business that you feel someone should be at before accessing this solution versus others like what would be take for instance store store fund your, what would be your ideal customer what stage of the business are they at for this solution
1: yeah so a lot of people see cash advancements as a tool for early stage businesses, mm. um, which I was quite surprised when coming into the business because I'd already met with a, a number of the team and understood kind of the the, the ideal seller um, profile or, or at least uh, had an overview of our customer base. Um, on average, most of our customers are already at that seven figure mark. In mm-hmm. terms of annual sales, mm-hmm. so we, we actually have a minimum revenue threshold of two hundred and fifty thousand, and the business also has to have been trading for six months mm-hmm. to utilize this solution. Um, at that stage, you're probably going to want to utilize this solution alongside something else mm-hmm. unless you have equity from I don't know clo- closer sources. But ultimately, it's, it's become, as you probably know, very hard to scale a business on Amazon just bootstrapping it these days because mm. everything has become more expensive. Um, you know, the, the cost of inventory, the cost of shipping, the cost of yeah. launching new products, the cost of advertisement, um, you, you, you really need to get that cash flowing in order to hit those milestones that you're hoping to achieve when you, when you start your business. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, it's harder and harder these days to to start with uh, a small amount of money and scale up a big business without ever taking on financing, you know, ne- next to impossible, really. So um, these kind of solutions are super valuable. And to try and, you know, show people the difference maybe between a, a cash advance to a traditional loan or other lending opportunities, I think it would be good uh, to talk through maybe an example of, uh, how store fund works. Now I know you've not come on here literally to spend the whole episode pitching store fund. Uh, and so hopefully our listeners can have a bit of grace for the idea behind uh, giving us a full run through of your solution as an example of what a cash advance would look like, if that makes sense. Um, so feel free obviously to use store funds, store funds uh, fee structure, set up structure, like walk us through it. How does it work? Someone wants to do a cash advance uh, kind of structure to be able to access more cash. What's the starting process?
1: Okay, so luckily for me, with this question is, is a pretty simple service. <laughs> um, we brand ourselves as sell today and get paid today. And then that's what we're doing. So at a very high level, store fund is integrated with marketplaces such as Amazon. So that when you, the seller registers to use our service, we will consume your sales data from Seller Central or any other marketplaces dashboard for that matter, and we read this data over 24 hours. So at the end of every day, we make a calculation and we pay sellers on that day for what they've sold Mm -hmm. instead of them having to wait two weeks or longer depending on the marketplace. So let's assume that on the day a seller joins our solution, they are owed 100,000 hypothetically. Uh, That's the account level reserve plus the daily sales from that day. Mm so that same day what we do as a business is we advance 80 percent of the total balance so eighty thousand and then subsequently every day following the first day we're going to advance eighty percent again of your daily sales so if you're doing a hundred thousand pounds in sales every day it's going to be eighty thousand now when amazon or any other marketplace distributes so maybe after two weeks amazon is actually going to distribute into a collection account that we set up with our disbursement partner in the leg- uh, in the name of the legal entity mm-hmm. um, of the customer we're working with. So Amazon will make the disbursement after two weeks into that account,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: we will simply forward the remaining 20% to the mm-hmm. seller. So a lot of people will say, well, wh- why are you advancing 80%, not 100%? And that 20% is called our buffer, so mm-hmm. that accounts for any returns, any refunds, or any unforeseen platform costs during that mm-hmm. time. Yep. Um, Store Fund is not holding that money, but we are advancing against the promise that Amazon pays out in two weeks. Yep. So after that two weeks, we simply forward the remaining money.
0: And that would be obviously eighty percent of the net proceeds, like after Amazon fees, etc.
1: But that's it. So the API integration allows us to consume you know, the, the sales, plus the refunds, the commissions, the PPC yep. costs, et cetera. Yep. So, yep. so on a daily basis, we work out the net sales yep. and then we advance 80% of that.
0: Got it. Good stuff. Okay. And then obviously the next question is going to be how much does this, uh, this service cost me of my precious, <laughs> precious margin?
1: <laughs> of course, fees, fees are very important. and um, that we, we, we are a very cost competitive. Um, solution in this space, I know no. that because I've done the analysis, mm. um, we charge a one to 2% fee yep. on the seller's net sales. Okay. So in very simple terms, if you have a seller that is selling a million pounds on Amazon and store fund advance a million pounds over the course of a year, mm-hmm. as long as Amazon sticks to its two-week disbursement and there's no carryover balance, and we apply a 1.5% fee. Mm. Then the, the fee that the seller pays over the course of the year is going to be 15,000 mm. to use the service.
0: And so then the seller would just need to do the maths and and consider: Can I use that quicker money to generate a higher return on investment? Which in most cases is going to be, of course, yes, because uh, you can turn that around into more inventory, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it, you know, on average, with our customers, we're able to double. A lot of times, we're able to triple the number of times a business can churn its cash throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. So you're able to fit more cash cycles into yeah. the course of the year. Yeah. If you're re- as I said, um, I really see the value in store fund solution and other cash advancement tools. It's down to the sophistication of the seller and what the mm. seller decides to use it on, but. If you're reinvesting this into restocking, into launching new PPC or, or launching new products or expanding into new markets, then what you'll see is the compounded effect of quicker cash cycles over yeah. the course of a year. Yeah. And naturally, you'll see your sales velocity going up and ultimately,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's 100%. Um, so so powerful like you say compounding of your cash cycles i did a, a youtube video on it i must be a couple of years ago now but kind of did a spreadsheet of all of the scenarios that if you can turn your cash around four times in a year rather than three times you know you can speed up the the journey towards a, a much bigger business much quicker and so you know if you can then do that five times with some financing then it's not yeah. just about the one percent 1.5 percent fee you're paying now it's about what your business is worth in three years time it could be worth two or three times the overall amount which could be millions of dollars you know in comparison to these fees you're paying so i think it is yeah it's, it's having those um those things in perspective isn't it
1: 100 percent. i will have to check that video out um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try
0: and remember to link it in the um, description as well because it's. I mean, it'll be a bit dated because it will uh, probably be using numbers like when we used to be able to ship containers for you know a hundred dollars a cubic meter and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like three or four times the price, but um, <laughs> the, the principles remain. You know, it's like the, the 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 quicker you can turn your cash around, the, the better. And so that's why if you've got a product that you can ship by air and you can restock it six times in a year from that from selling through that inventory, even if you're paying twenty. 30 40 percent more on your shipping it's gonna you know you're gonna help it's gonna help you grow quicker and and these are the same principles right the more fuel you can add to that fire the quicker you can turn your cash around um you know is uh essential so because at the end of the day it's about return on investment isn't it not not just profit margin
1: no, definitely, and, and we we spend time with every customer as part of our onboarding service. So um, each customer, when they come on board with Store Fund, gets a dedicated growth advisor, mm. and part of the onboarding is to have a video call with the seller to look at the model, to look at the cash cycles, mm. to look at the overall picture of the business, and yeah. really make this service bespoke for their needs. So mm. you know, we we will quite candidly say, if you are not going to use this money to try and grow the business, mm. then ultimately it's just going to be another fee that the business doesn't really need. Because if you don't wanna grow, then why not wait two or three or four weeks just to receive that money?
0: Yeah, so this is for businesses that wanna grow,
1: for sure. 100%, yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely, yeah. No, that's really good. Um, because obviously what how this would differ to, say, like a line of credit, you, you know, traditionally like a line of credit, you'd only be paying the fees when you access the, the money or you draw down the money, whereas this obviously would be an ongoing you, – you'd always be using it because there would be those daily payouts. So, yeah, you're right. It's it's really suited for those people that want to aggressively grow over two, three years' times, two to three-year timelines.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes – Sometimes sellers need a loan, and mm. the line of credit is a much better option. But mm. sometimes people don't need a line of credit and don't need the variable repayment terms or the complex accounting. Yeah. They just need to be paid quicker, yeah. and and they can they can keep the structure of the business as it is.
0: Yeah, and it's good for people that would be nervous about taking on debt.
1: De- definitely. And
0: um, so the, how does it work on a, from an accounting perspective? There's no, like you said, there's no debt on the p and et cetera.
1: There's no debt on the P&L. So it, it's, it can be a supplementary service to taking on debt. Um, and you know, if, if you wanted to use it, you could even use it to pay off the debt. Um, so we, we do have businesses that have got all of these different tools or instruments being utilized at one time in terms mm. of the accounting. It's kept very simple. It would be your standard accounting, except instead of receiving the funds after however many weeks, Mm. you just receive them every day. So normally we're working with someone within the financial department to make them aware of of how the disbursements look. But it's it's very simple. All all of our sellers have their user interface, their dashboard that Mm. they can log into. Mm -hmm. And when they sign up to the service, they'll input the bank details that they'd like the money to be transferred to yeah and the money will just be transferred to there just before midnight every day,
0: yeah no, yeah, well, that's good, yeah. Yeah, good. No debt on the balance sheet, I should say, not the P and L, but um, which I think would be a real uh, is a real concern for some sellers. They don't want this this debt on the balance sheet that they think, well, I'm gonna, um, you know, what if the worst happens? Then I'm liable for this money. But it does bring me to a question: like, what if the worst does happen? Um, Amazon, uh, we don't hear about it much these days. I don't know if it's just less black hat stuff going on, or Amazon have got better. I don't know. But say you've paid out eighty percent of a hundred thousand dollar kind of settlement, and Amazon do. Close the account, withhold the funds. What happens then?
1: Yeah, um fortunately, <laughs> we spend a lot of time on the way in. So, mm. at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're not selling Kit Kats. Basically, we're, we're giving away hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm. We're not giving away, yeah. but we're advancing hundreds of thousands yeah, a lot of, of money, pounds yeah. against Amazon's yeah. promise. So, mm. um, as part of our onboarding, you know, we, we have our risk team, we have our compliance team. Um, yeah. we have our due diligence team that makes sure that we're comfortable working with the sellers that we onboard, uh, which is also a reason why our service has kind of gravitated towards the more sophisticated end of the market, I think mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, but look, we're fortunate, you know, to not end up in these positions because of the processes that we have in place.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. No, that's good. Um, And
1: If I I flip that the other way around, if it's not going well for a seller, then a a really good competitive advantage of ours is that we offer complete flexibility with this. Mm. So sellers can opt to turn this on and off throughout the year, or they can stop it whenever they need to. There's no tie-in periods or no notice periods with store fund, which I I think really does set us apart to other forms of financing Mm. in the market.
0: Yeah and that's a great feature isn't it if you want to really have a quick burst of extra uh, extra growth or if you have like a somewhat seasonal business uh, you know for Q4 you want to stock up um you know that that's some that's a real good feature there
1: oh, definitely with Q Q4 coming up we you know we had a, a great German customer of ours in August ask us to to just deactivate that not deactivate but you, there is an on and off button mm. on the dashboard meaning that sellers can simply say that because of lack of demand at this time of year, Mm -hmm. we we, we, we don't require the extra two weeks, we don't Mm -hmm. require the fee, but let's reactivate at the end of September Mm -hmm. when the pinch point for the year is and we need to Mm -hmm. start stocking up for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, turkey five christmas season
0: yeah 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 definitely definitely no that's really useful um it would be good if you like i know i haven't prepared you for this question so no worries if i'm putting you on the spot here but like if you do have any sort of case studies of uh, clients like that that it's helped grow and and maybe how it's helped them grow um, i suppose leading into that would be the question of what are most people using these these funds do you tend to find it is just restocking inventory or is anything more creative that anyone's doing can you give us any more insight into how you know your most successful clients are using this kind of uh this plan
1: i'd say in most cases it is one restocking quicker Mm. than they get to beforehand and two We've, as I said before, we've seen a lot of our customers have been able to negotiate better rates with suppliers and manufacturers because yeah. they've been able to pay them quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing, and, and this relates back to the restocking, is just being able to access their their liquidity quicker. Yeah. And in this day and, day and age, control and flexibility has become a, a really important feature Mm. Uh, not only within e-commerce, but just in people's livelihoods at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So not having to give part of the business away, not having to take debt onto the balance sheet, where you know, you're you're never quite sure on whether the return on investment is going to be worth taking on the bet on the debt. With this solution, it's simply a case of us already paying to sellers what they're owed by the marketplace, but just have not been paid. Yeah. Um, In terms of success stories, we had one of our private label sellers sold two of his brands to an aggregator at the height of the aggregator craze in 2021. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, why why is that a success story? Loads of people did sell their businesses to aggregators. But when he first came to us, this seller was very, very, very small. And he's adamant that he could not have scaled at the rate he did without utilising this solution. Yeah. So that, that really shows the immediate impact that this had on his business. Um, we've seen that on, on hundreds of occasions now. So, you know, we, we have the data over the last five years of offering this solution to show that it really works.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Really good and helpful too. Um, a quick question in terms of different currencies, like if someone's selling in the US and also Europe, other marketplaces is there um you know is there a setup for multiple currencies
1: yeah so um storefront store is truly global we are integrated across 17 amazon marketplaces so sellers can opt whether they want to use this across all of their marketplaces or just one or two of their marketplaces mm. but ultimately we, we can cater for most marketplaces on Amazon and around ten or so other marketplaces off Amazon now. Um, we do offer a wallet solution if people require it. Yeah. So if you are paying suppliers in multiple currencies, or you have payments going cross border on frequent occasions, and you want to consolidate and hold currencies and benefit from low FX rates, then we can yeah. apply it. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't suggest that unless a business was in that situation so that would be part of the ongoing onboarding call cool, sorry
0: yeah cool yeah sounds good sounds good awesome um i mean just looking at drawing to a close is there anything um that you maybe i haven't asked that you feel i should have asked anything that you wanted to make sure is covered about the whole process of uh, cash advances um and then just to finish out give us give us some info on how people can take advantage of, of store fund
1: um, I can't think of any other questions, but I probably will in five minutes. Which is yeah, that's morning. it. Hit on that <laughs> um, morning, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of sign up, it's all via the website. So if people want to go on the website, there's an apply now section in the top right. Uh, sign up takes place in five very easy steps where we'll ask for standard documentation, proof of identity, proof of address, um, that kind of stuff. And are the team's on hand if people do have any difficulties there. Um, we will also offer a two week free trial for oh, anyone that comes via Brand Builder Uni. Yeah, yeah. So people can test the solution over the first two weeks without any fees or commitments whatsoever. Um, either love it or, or, or you're free to leave. So um, you know we, we feel confident that we will, or people will see the immediate value um, and impact we can have. So if people want us to apply that offer, then you can just reach me directly Piers.Evely at storefund.com um, and, and we'd be happy to offer that
0: that's awesome yeah we'll make sure we get that info into the description and show notes for everyone um Piers, this has been really helpful i think it's opening a lot of people's eyes up to um you know financing the growth of their business beyond traditional funding so uh, thanks for coming on the show sharing these thoughts and i'm sure a bunch of people will be coming to check it out
1: yeah no problem at all, ben thanks again for having me it's no a problem
0: you good stuff all right thanks guys for joining us on the show today if you have liked this episode make sure you hit the thumbs up on youtube subscribe on your podcast players and we'll see you in the next episode real soon